wearing the future, dude. It's Bro, you look so hot right now in that sweatshirt. Oh my god, dude, you look so hot in your sweatshirt. That's crazy. It's I so wonder where you get that one. Oh my god, it was on Webology.com. That shit was fire. Like I got seventeen of them, all different Whoa, colors. Is that a? Is that a? An actual champion sweatshirt? An actual champion. It feels like I'm getting a hug from a thousand bunnies on the inside of this bitch right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. I bought every color, every size combination that I could because I felt <laughs> like they just deserved the money, you know? Yeah. They just deserved the money. Those two beastly lads. Whoever they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You clap. You, uh, there's stuff in your hands. So you got to clap me up. Dick. Welcome back to Weebology, everybody. Happy New Year in 2024. I am your futuristic Professor Ricky. What's up, everybody? I am Prof. Eth. I was uh, watching stuff from CES that happens every year in January. Wanted to ask you a question. No. That is the answer. <laughs> it was, do you support anti-child labor laws? And you, you clearly... I say put them to work early. Put them to work often. early and often. 16-hour days? Nah, make it 20. I do think there... I know this is way off topic, but I do think there is some amount of... Like, you should be able to teach kids, <laughs> like, actual abilities, but make it fun, but still give them, like, a little bit of, like, money, but don't, like, not in a fucking, like, factory, right? Right, right. Just in kind of, like, an open concept, you know, Google-esque kind of office. <laughs> sure. Really, really give, them, hilarious. give them a lot of think spaces, a lot of, like, collaborative areas. The cry rooms that they you, have these you got, days. You, oh, yeah. They would utilize the cry rooms. I mean, that's, you know, mental space areas and the uh, the, the meeting pods, you know. I think that would really work for a, ch a child's temperament as a developer works in that kind of office. That's, right, that's exactly. literally that. But the question I was going to ask you that I was thinking about today, looking at all this new sweet tech, what is something you're shocked that isn't like widespread or uh, like technology that we haven't gotten to yet in 2024? For me, honestly, I looked at transparent TVs. LG just dropped OLED T, right. which is like an actual true looking transparent television that can go opaque or show transparent. And I would have thought we'd gotten there years and years ago, frankly. I just don't see what the actual use case for that is. It's more... And it's for the cost is like ridiculous. Oh, well, you know it's going to be an absolute small fortune just to own one of those now. There's, there's, I saw as well, I think it was, it was Panasonic or somebody, they created a fridge that follows you around the house. Okay, all right. And I can, I'm like, what are you guys smoking? <laughs> how often? A lot, a lot. But how often do you actually go to the fridge? And we also have a, like three stories. Yeah, like, right. Is that bitch gonna come up the stairs for me, <laughs> dude? If we if we get in 2024, a fridgey, a fridge that can climb stairs. Come yeah, come here, fridgey. Here, but here, here, give me my beer. Here. Um, yeah, honestly, that and someone I was reading somewhere kind of on this idea an a, a smoke alarm that is actually like almost Alexa esque, like you can give it a password to kind of like I'm just cooking and I fucked up kind of thing. Right. Because I, I feel as though I know it's a safety thing. I know it is. But it would be great that if I'm ripping, ripping a steak and I'm cooking and, and I'm searing that bitch off, I'm getting really good Maillard. And the smoke alarm starts going off. I want to be like... Is this something uh, you saw somewhere or is this a genuine idea? This is a genuine thing I want. Let's do it. Th I think that'd be great. Hey, Alarma. <laughs> hey, Lar Alarma. 
Like for real, that does not seem like something that would be that difficult to do. Right. And if it doesn't get like a response in like, you know, 15 seconds or so or 20 seconds or so, then it actually does the whole smoke alarm or thing. Or if you're screaming, it knows kind of potentially a bad deal. Your password <laughs> is not uh, is not recognized. Calling the, calling the fire department. Um, but- so a couple of things I'm thinking, uh, they've worked on this a little bit, but electrified roads that would like charge a vehicle as it's driving. I have I think I've seen very limited test cases of that. That sounds sick as fuck. So it is difficult for a lot of reasons. Um, obviously, weather is a big problem for anything solar or like anything related. Right, right. Um, and in this case, they're concerned similarly with like an AI driver is like if snow covers it over, like are you going to be able to like optimally charge? Like can you charge it all? Like is the is it going to be are the like all the batteries or whatever running through the road going to die? Like yeah. shit like that is an issue. And then the other thing is and I think they have worked on this as well. I think they're concerned potentially about like causing cancer and stuff, but that's like new. essentially electrifying a space so that as we're sitting here, like our stuff could be charging since we're like in our homes. That is, that was Tesla's dream. Like Nikola Tesla had patents on that shit. That would have been sick. Like just have a little next to your Wi-Fi router, your like power router. Right. So it's, it's hard to tell. Um, I, this is off topic, of course, from anime, but it's just an interesting conversation. Uh, yeah. Um, like, we, there seems to be like a weird amount of cancer and stuff like coming up through people these days. I personally think it's just a weird amount because we have like people actually going to the doctor to figure out what it is. We have like no significant wars that killed half of the population that would have died anyway from co- like cancer or something. I, I think, yeah, I think now cancer's maybe always been around. We just have a name on it. Right. Like we actually have the classification. But everybody's kind of like, what's different? What's different? And I'm also like, there is a lot more like connected IoT related shit, like Internet of Things. Should, like, I, get my, I, should I get my tinfoil hat? Are you about to drop a hot take? I mean, everything has a signal like busting off it like nine, 99% of the time. Yeah. It's like potentially we We're, are we are like uh, uh, electrified beings. Yeah, of course. Like we our are. brains yeah. work off of electricity. I'm a thunder god. Thank you. You're right. Right. Yeah. Thor over here. Uh, but so it is interesting to think about. Like maybe all of that is interacting in a bad way with people. And if you were in a room that is like fully like ionized <laughs> to allow your phone to charge, like just by holding it. Yeah. You could have some weird interactions like physically, and your, I think that's probably are, what the issue is. Getting slapped left and right by bomb- bombarding electromagnetic waves all the time it is just hard to believe that like like wireless charging is so dependent on the thing being right next to it yeah uh, i i think or that, like on top of it yeah and I, I think that that is something i'd be curious too that i'm shocked that we haven't found way different new ways of transmuting literal power but i think that's probably part of it right is that when you you know, there's in the past there have been attempts, but they have been nerfed by some kind of outside force like capitalism, like, you know, some kind of safety regulation. Something slaps that kind of stuff down, you know, because I don't it, think if, if it was really viable, capitalism would not slap it down. Well, someone else's product that would compete with that idea would try they would try to slap that down edison versus tesla it's a very famous he'd, he'd buy it or steal it that's how it goes he stole it he stole a shit no, ton I know, of, i'm yeah, just yeah. saying like 
well, no offense, but Tesla ain't coming up with the fucking phone charging thing because while his patents may exist, it doesn't exist. I mean, yeah, that's fair. But speaking of the past, as well as the future, today we have decided <laughs> to make a little, uh, little review of this past year, 2023. And Ethan and I are going to give our respective personal top five anime that we had viewed or really gave a lot of our wrinkles to. Uh, and we're going to hit, you know, the number five each compare and we're going to run up our list with some honorable mentions. And, you know, maybe this will get you guys to go listen to some of the episodes we did on this stuff or just go watch them for yourselves, because we believe that this was the best personal stuff that we saw. Is it subjective? Fuck yeah. Absolutely. If you want to come at us with the discord, patreon.com slash ubology and uh, fuck us up a little bit for our opinions. Bring it. That's that's always been my opinion. Bring it. But this is our list. So. Ethan, do you want to go first with your number five or you want me to do it? Um, I think I'll go first with my number five. Okay. Now, you've got a lot written down for all of your answers. I did the bare fucking minimum. I've listed a <laughs> bunch of shows and I have a relative idea of the order I want to go. You're kind of like, you're kind of sorting on the fly here. Right. Yeah, quick um, sorting. I like it. And I pick Summertime Rendering. Uh-huh. Okay. So my reasoning is, wow, I didn't know Jack about it before we watched it, so that really helped. It did help. Going in blind to that show is fantastic call. And if I recall correctly, it was a relatively sound like multiverse um like show. Whereas like when you when you time travel typically in any media, there's a lot of loopholes that show up. It gets really messy. It really does quick. get messy. And if yeah. I recall correctly, similar to like a Steins Gate, this was pretty like well logiced, well reasoned. Um, the fucking I, I recall this for sure. The art and setting were incredible Ooh, for this that story. island. That island setting, yes, with everything. incredible. Yeah, I I will. And the I'll fact say, that it was a real island. Yeah, that yeah. they like in in the ops and eds, they'd have like a a picture of a, or like a video, I guess, of like a ferry going by, and you're like looking at the island, and it always starts every every death or whatever re, rerun started on that ferry. So it was just a very interesting, like I think, artistic package oh yeah that actually was one of the ones that i had a couple iterations on my list and summertime had gotten on there it was it was on the chopping block and it's an honorable mention we'll get to those but i think summertime rendering you know what i had written was you know it wasn't just that the time travel mechanic was really well thought out and really well played up to its strengths but the characters for the most part especially our MC, bar a couple instances, reacted exactly how I'd imagine fairly competent individuals in that situation to do. They weren't always perfect runs. He'd do a couple, couple takes in a more complex scenario, but he utilized the information intelligently. Yeah. Uh, he shared it with people in a way that made sense because people were like, remember, I remember later in that show, they were like, they knew he could loop. So they, they, he kind of had some kind of system to let him know, like, okay, what loop are you on? Like, uh, you know, how many times have you seen this before? And the people were like, definitely shocked by the supernatural element of it all, but also very, what I imagine, like, okay, like, this is life or death. I have to take this in stride. Everything felt very natural. Summertime rendering, great mystery thriller, very beautiful. Did not make my list, though. Okay. It just fell off a little bit. My number five comes in 
as Horimiya, actually. Wow. Horimiya, it's, I remember, I still think about that show because of one, it is one of the most believable romance. It, I remember our title for that episode was like, No Frills, Peak Romance, something like that. And it's true. It's very cut and dry, not a lot of craziness. There's, there's calm in that rom for sure. But I felt the character writing was super nuanced and very complex, just like people in real life. Like, not a lot of the characters, the cast was pretty tight and no one was slotted in as like a gag machine. Right. You know, everyone felt, all the comedy felt 100% natural, situational. And I remember uh, I kind of went back and listened to the episode a little bit just to get the vibe. It's something that you said in that that really struck. Oh, please, come on. (laughs) It struck it on number five because you were like, this more than most other shows really captures that adolescent time right for so many that like there is it's impossible for you if you're above the age of like 17 to have not felt at least one narrative thread or characters you know situation in that show it just spans the entire kind of adolescent journey so in more ways than I think a lot of other shows either fall into harem but that's what they want to do or fall into harem because they don't know what they want to do this show knew exactly what it wanted to do, the kind of story it wanted to tell to people that are kind of breaking down walls to each other, and it all felt very natural. And our chat MC actually said, I love you, like, more, like halfway through, Yeah, I which th- is great. <laughs> I mean, it breaks a lot of the barriers and a lot of the, like, I would say tropes that you're, you expect from, like, a romance. They don't hold hands, typically, till, like, the end of the season, but they literally, f- like had sex in episode like five or something which i mean if you're a fucking high school kid so that's what you're gonna yeah like that's what you're gonna i don't know what do you want like I, <laughs> it's, fucking, what do you want? it's it's that's adolescent well some i was gonna say I, i'm hesitating because some people's adolescent journey and i don't some other people were you know watching <clears throat> anime um but all in all it just every part of that felt believable and it was well i would say like not only the relationship between the two of them but like even their friends i thought were very like realistic relationships oh yeah like his best bud had the crush on the lead chick and i know i should probably have some of these names written down but um hori hori there you go (laughs) it's hori and mia yeah um but uh yeah and he had to like grapple with the fact that like that avenue is gone and like you know you have not been chosen and he started dating that her friend because like they had that a, a better more deep connection than the the idea he had of hori in his own mind very relatable for anyone who's kind of had that unrequited situation right or like for having liked the same person as your friend did like right yeah and what shit how happens do you, boys and, and boys how do you, how do you rec- you know bros before hoes baby um, not all the time, unfortunately. Not all the time. That is that is totally um, fair. Yeah, so I'm really, really thankful that you like that because that was like one of those that I suggested that was a little bit of a, like a, not like a trial, I wouldn't say, but like a, a, sh- a little bit of a shot in the dark because it is very, very like slice of lifey. It's straight and romance, romance yeah. which is like not necessarily our peak. Uh, <laughs> like and it's not our demo genre. Yeah. It's not our demo. But I'm really, really glad you like that. Yeah, that's that's sticking right there at the number five. All right, moving up the list. Number four. Number four for me is going to be Eminence in the Shadow season. All of it. That's my number four as well, baby. Let's, go! Let's fucking go. I, I okay. I couldn't. I couldn't leave it off the list. Right. But I couldn't put it any higher because it is it is an absolute chuny masterpiece, but it's still a chuny 
train wreck, but it it knows it. It wears it on its sleeve, on its vest, and it's it's almost genius in the way I wrote giving the MC all of the typical OP loadout that like your your OP uh, MC kind of guy would have, but having him think he's just playing out, just given the opportunity to play out his OP fantasies, right? It shouldn't work. It right. shouldn't work. There is no there is no rhyme or reason. The last show I think I've said that about was Welcome to Demon School Demon School Irumakun. Yeah. In my head, it shouldn't work. But everything about Eminence and Shadow works because it knows it's it's beyond just subverting the Chuni OPMC. It is completely rewriting the script of like, how do you have someone here like that and still have an engaging world? Have have him inadvertently be more OP than you thought. And by that, he was like, he's like writing the world as he's kind of going along, traipsing through it. Yeah, I mean, I think they do the comedy incredibly. It's so natural. They do like the, like uh, for the people that love harems, there is a harem, but it's not like really a primary point of the show. Yeah, it's it, I, again, it's it's almost like the show knows what needs to be there because <laughs> yeah. it knows exactly what show it is. Right? right. This this kind of show requires a harem by trade, by by craft. But he's also like not buying into it at all. Right. He's completely because not, he's mentally challenged. <laughs> yeah, he's he is basically surrounded by every flavor of waifu. And he's got the whole, not even the starter pack. He's got the expansion pack. I mean, they're frothing. He's got the DLC. He's got the entire game of the year edition for harems. But none of them. None of them. He's got it all. He's got everything. (laughs) Um, I did want to say what is interesting. So I started reading the, I guess it's the manga, digital manga for this. Okay. It is not exactly the same as the show, but it is very similar. And then the light novel is evidently nothing like the show. Fascinating. Or, or not nothing, but there's a lot of like sweeping differences. Okay. So I think it is very interesting that they've able, they were able to do this three different times and change stuff and it still works. It's it like still works. It's kind of weird. That, that maybe, maybe it's a kind of a um, love letter is the wrong term. It's, it's maybe a, a tale about if you know the genre well enough that you're trying to emulate or put an entry toward and it's it's not even like parody it's barely even satire it's something completely different in in a way that it's like it doesn't show the inaccuracies or the issues with like that kind of show and it's not really poking all that much fun maybe it is more of a parody but in any case whatever it's like a weaponized irony almost weaponized yeah. irony i love that shit like any show that's looking to stand out amongst the crowd subvert but also like i think they just ratchet up the the weaknesses of the character to 11 like all those chuny people are so fucking oblivious all those like old school harem mcs oblivious to the people around them they're dumb as fuck i'm thinking like rent a girlfriend or some shit they're just the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet and if you ratchet that up so high you get to a beautiful point of where you kind of play around with that and let the world cater to that that uh flaw now you have something that's really kind of unique so i am all on board with eminence and shadow i want more i need more it's 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 a special guilty pleasure that i you know what I feel no guilt. There's no guilt here. 
It's just pleasure. Yeah, so I'm caught up on the, like, I guess what they're calling digital manga or whatever. And it is like like one arc past this, basically 50 chapters total or okay. volumes or whatever. And uh, it's interesting. Like the next little bit is interesting, but I just like, I'm so confused as to where the fuck they're going from here that I'm like really interested to see what happens. I would love to see that too. Because at some point it's like, where does it where does it stop like he he has to either defeat the big bad or something like yeah it's just like so what is incredible is they've made a show where the mc i i do not have any concern of him beating anybody in the entire universe he's atomic duh right yeah and yet like i'm still interested to watch it because it's almost like he is of course like the the alpha and omega of this story but he's like also not really required a lot of times you could remove him yeah and the world goes on and that world again he's guessed every maneuver every turn on accident on accident because he's just and literally it's just his chuny fantasy is the reality here which yeah. i think is the tongue-in-cheek part <laughs> right is that you know he found he accidentally fell into a world where he could be that and the power aside I'd I'd find it very interesting if he w- if we had a show where the person wasn't OP but still did what Shadow's doing, where he guesses everything, so everyone just thinks he is this ten thousand IQ strategist. So you basically have him sitting there like, okay, what's what's next? What's their next move? Uh, they're going to attack here with this force and this, and then all the muscle and all the action in Sakaga are like his squad, and they're like, dude, you were so right, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. Fuck me, dude. There's probably a show out there like that. Yeah, I mean, I really think this show could exist without him and just, like, only have Shadow Garden do their thing, and that would still be an enjoyable show. That's what I think is really important. Like, important things to take from this is his school life is important, or or not important, I mean, interesting. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, him with uh, the princess and his little dork-ass friends, yada, yada. (laughs) Um, Shadow Garden is really interesting unrelated from shadow i think so too because like the way that they grow is almost more realistic than i was expecting you have like capitalistic conglomerate branches that that grow for because they need capital they have like you know more some people producing the arts right and almost accidentally propagating earth and culture into this high fantasy world oh like was that one of his chicks like plagiarized like one purse and all that shit so yeah yeah (laughs) so basically they're injecting like this he's injecting this huge amount of impact into this world again without even fucking realizing it and that's so fucking funny (laughs) he's so wrapped up in his own shit that he doesn't even see the impact he's he's and the thing is the show has one rule he can never know he just can't if he does, you've you you've well, lost think the plot. Like even when he finds out, he's like, "Wow, they're so nice for letting me indulge in this." Right, right there. That's the flaw of those MCs that they're dumb as a bag of rocks. And they're just like they can't see what's right in front of them. Right. It's like, "Wow, these guys, these girls are really good at acting." Holy yeah. shit! Well, time to go be a chuny over here. Or he's like, "They're gonna be so mad at me for what I just did." And and meanwhile, they're like, "Oh, he was so nice to us for letting us, you know, get all this money." Yada yada yada. It's so funny. It's finely tuned. Chuny humi, chuny humor, and uh, I'm here for it. That that is absolutely worth the number four on my list. Okay. So awkwardly, I think our number three is also the same. No way. I think so. Okay. Do it. Bleach. It's fucking bleach. <laughs> God damn it. It is bleach. Yeah. Um. 
I think my next two will probably shake things up a little bit, but Bleach, I, I think I wrestled with this because I had to really take a step back and ask myself the hard question. Is this just nostalgia? Yes. And yes is the answer to that. Like, it's my list. Fuck you. Um, but don't leave, please. Um, so basically, I, I was like, okay, so why does it deserve number three? Let's try to put that one aside. Some of the strongest action this year, both in animation and choreographing. Like, certainly incredible, incredible amount of love and care put into this. This is also something that is, it's getting like the Kubo treatment where it's like he's actively using this adaptation to revisit many elements of the ending right, in that right. arc because of the way that, like, I think it was shown a jumper or the powers that be was rushing him to an ending. And he was like, Shh, like, I imagine kept that kept that up at night. Like Taikubo's master work in his own mind is like, that's not what I wanted to do with this. So right. he's taking the opportunity here to be very involved. And we've already seen some extra stuff like Squad Zero Bankai releasing. That was not in there at all. Uh, so that whole fight, everything that comes after in part three is is completely fresh, but it's still out of the creator's brain. And he has already said he wants to revise the final part of the arc very heavily to give like Ichigo more time to shine and it doesn't end like this weird abrupt that we know it does. So I'm I think it deserves when you have one of the greats of the greats of like mangaka writing, uh at least in Shonen in modern era, coming in and really giving it love for love's sake, that's a rarity that you don't find often, I would say. Yeah, I think um there's something that's felt like it's missing something for me. I think it's like what I have loved about Bleach forever was all the connective tissue between the arcs. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, people aren't going to like to hear, like, the slice of life shit, but it's not that. It's, it's like, the impacts that all of these things are having on Ichigo as a human being. And you see that through, like, the interstitial stuff a lot of times. Yeah. So, between, like, for example, um, the end of Aizen and Fullbringer, when he's lost his powers... Like, he is at the absolute minimal lowest part of his entire life. He, he's he got his, like, part-time job with this, like, this absolute saint of a lady. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, like, those situations where he's able to, like, just live and kind of, like, come to grips with where he's at. And f another example would be, like, a situation where you are, frankly, one of the strongest beings on the planet and in any realm yet you have decided to give all of that up to give your like the rest of everyone a chance to continue and to survive and to like live like that like selflessness that he exhibits in in the previous like version of the show is what really did it for me and of course like that's not the idea of this arc this arc is like sort of like um obviously a thousand years in the, in the making it's, it's basically how do we tie up all of these like weird loose ends that are all somehow included in Ichigo. Yeah. I find it that this arc is like, we've talked about it a bit on the episode. You can go listen to our episodes on the thousand year blood war. It's more like the Shinigami's years of rigidity and the way that they've operated coming home to roost. Exactly right. And that is very well said. And Ichigo being this new entry and he's like, he has this dual history. 
he is the nexus meeting point of these ideologies. Whereas I, I think it's even less Ichigo is not that nexus point we learn in this arc. And I've, I've sat down to think about it. The beauty of this arc is that he is the result of what happens when that warring history is put aside because his parents, one highborn Quincy, one very highborn uh, Shinigami, when they've, they came together and they both decided to choose something besides violence. Yeah, and I think everything but the rain might be like one of the best arcs of one of the all most time incredible things of anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, like one of the most incredible segments in Bleach for sure, if not the most. So I mean, that's that's why I think this is my favorite arc, minus the uh, maybe tied with Rescue Rukia arc in in the entire in the entire canon. I like, definitely liked Fake Karakura Town. I definitely liked even Fullbring. Personally, I really think Fullbring gets a bad rap. When you really put your mind behind it and think about it, I think it was actually really interesting. I think full brings up there, you know. Um, and then save Rukia would be my third on that list, probably. Yeah. Um, and then this would be fourth or fifth. But wow, I think they did a great job artistically and animation wise, right? Like the choreography, like you mentioned, like um, some of our boys getting their like f- their actual like day in the light. Like for example. Genryu Sayamamoto, homeboy got absolutely no play for his entire career so far, and he finally just drops the absolute deuce of a bonkai on this dude. Yeah, right, right. And I, I think that's the other thing I had too is that there, it, this is kind of making good on completing the arcs for several key characters, and knowing what we know now from the manga as a whole, because I'm assuming you've read it at least a thousand times, like myself, is <laughs> like there are powers we see but in bleach we all know that the power and the personalities are so closely tied that when a power in its fullest extent for an individual is shown we also get the fullest extent of their personality so there are some we will see later that really round out some of our key characters in a major major way so you know maybe it's a bit of like it's it's on this list because of what i know is coming but i think anyone that is an action fan i, I had i have some honorable mentions of like more shown any stuff but of the last year you know studio Periot bleach really came out of the fucking gate swinging with its final final romp yeah it's been it's it's been too brief i think unfortunately like the stuff in between when big action scenes happen is typically what's great about bleach and i just don't think that they've done a good job uh showing that or like exposing that for what for what the show really is and i I think that's like kind of the thing all the interstitial uh like pieces holding everything together is what makes bleach great and i don't think that this iteration of the anime had it that much for me so that's why it lives at a three right okay okay i hear you i hear you i mean of course it's buoyed heavily by some nostalgia oh yeah completely towed if you will all right number two i anticipate we will not be matching on this one but go ahead and give your number two I'm going to go with Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Holy shit. Okay, let's hear this. So I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fucking fun. I also think it's so different from what we typically get to see. I think like obviously um, you think Kuroko No Basket's relatively similar, but it also isn't. (laughs) It isn't though. And And I think I respect Blue Lock for what it did. And I, you know, in our episode about it, I said this up and down. But as a reminder, 
it completely shat on the conventional idea of Japanese cohesion and sportsmanship entirely. A, you know, we even we recently watched Overtake and even in a sport, in a solo combat and quote unquote sport, you had so much camaraderie and any kind of like beef that you had between the competitors was pretty well placed, but also pretty like the worst that was just the you know, got is like people would come over and pout. There's no like, sap. All right. Chicane. Yeah. Right. You slow punk. Yeah. Chicane. You're just a fucking obstacle for me to right. come over. And then they're basically like, <gasps> and like, oh, fuck. In four episodes, they're like, JK, we're BFFs. Yeah. We're besties now. <laughs> so, I mean, like Blue Lock said, fuck all that. You are in a fucking death match with 300 other people. And the one who comes out of here alive eh, is uh, going to be guaranteed to be the best striker of all time in the world. Period. End of story. Scientifically proven. Right. USDA choice cut. Grass-fed beef. JS, maybe. JS. <laughs> but the, yeah, I love the idea of Blue Lock. It is pure chaotic energy. Like, yeah, and I love also the impact it had on like the real world, like, um, coming, you know, kind of together the same time as a World Cup was genius. That was an intelligent um, move. Yeah, having it sort of like the the mangaka getting involved in like the national teams liveries was really interesting. Or kit, I guess, if you're British. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Just like the, I guess the impact in general that it had, I think was really, really interesting as a show, but you, also you like love to see that too, right? It's just stuff that we don't, I don't, I never watch football or soccer. I think it's a boring ass sport to watch personally. Um, fun to play. Very, very boring to watch. Um, and so like being able to, to get a sport that I'm not really all that interested in and like hyping it to a million and also doing the like making the training interesting was like very, very cool. I think a lot of sports anime can go two ways, right? It becomes this entry point, like a Haikyuu, like an Epo, um, you know, maybe more of like at times a Prince of Tennis, which it does deviate very quickly from that. Or it just is like, we're an anime, we're nowhere in anime. The sport element of it is just a backdrop for some more insane shit. Right. That is Blue Lock. That's your Coracle Baskets. That is your later Prince of Tennis. Like, and I, I mean, I love either direction it takes because sports writes the drama itself. The way that I loved Blue Lock for what it did is that it didn't just inject the sports d drama. It came over with a little suplex with another injection of death battle style competition. The if you want some high fucking octane content, Blue Lock is like the distilled version of high octane syrup. Right. Right into your eyes. But just bloop. Yeah, and the music was incredible for it. Oh yeah. Like the, it was just all well fucking done, bro. Yep. Very in very uh very, there there were times though the reason why I didn't make the list that I, there was some bit of like MC weirdness where it's like what his like his skill wasn't something I would consider concrete. They do go into it a little bit later, kind of about field vision, right? But the way they described it, I'm like, all right, get out of your butt just for like five seconds. It's a little it was a little bit over over sauced in the way they delivered his specialty, I'd say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he sucks at football. <laughs> he's, so he's literally he, at the bottom of the pecking order. For you know, sure. he's got to have some pretty broken, weird abilities. Yeah, you know right. What I mean, yeah, he's got to have something to keep him, uh, keep him rev, keep him relevant. 
Um, <laughs> keep them rev. Keep them revved up and relevant. Revivant. <laughs> so, what's my, your number two, my guy? My number two is Bochi the Rock. I figured it was probably on your list. Yeah. I know that it didn't make mine for, I think I just don't really recall much about it, which is not a good sign. I think that was the sign for me, is that I could tell you shot for shot Hitori's like actual goal, like the, the journey that she goes on. And so, I mean, but you're also a music boy, so it's very possible that you have like a little bit of a like a oh my personal God. attachment. I, I everyone knows I am artsy and also fartsy. This is right. who I am. This is the man that I've become. You do not want to come around the lab. Not it's just pure fartsy. I'm just ripping ripping guitar licks and ripping shits. You feel <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we are a classy, classy show. Yeah. Um. But I I think Bochi the Rock is like an incredibly endearing coming out of your shell story. I mean, Hitori's social anxiety. While I don't think I've ever in my life experienced it to that uh, frequency or degree, there is still something incredibly relatable. I think about her journey to take those risks. And um, I love the way that they kind of frame it because of her hidden, very honed guitar talent that her doing it alone so much has made her, and how often she spends alone, makes her incredibly talented, an absolute shredder of the best of them. But she can't play in a band, and that's her goal. Her goal is to do the thing that she can't, but she has all the skills to pay the price of entry. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the way that the show is writing, the stellar character dynamics and the writing, you know, it's very rare that though even the littlest steps that Hitori makes, you know, finally, like, uh, you know, I think it's not even orders a drink, but like tends the bar to one drink and finally finishes a sentence and completes a transaction. And I remember being at the edge of my fucking bed, like watching it, like, come on, just tell him thank you and give him the change. And then just like she finally like you can see on her face, her friend's face, everyone around her is supportive. There is a rare moment of hype that I felt only a couple or several times this year. And one of them is something as little as when Hitori finally, you know, goes to a cafe or finally does this or finally like talks at like talks has a full conversation and shows her ideas so for that to be it, you just can't help but root for her so yeah. that's that's definitely why it's gotta gotta live at the number two for sure yeah oh. and i think like for me i just could not i could not get behind being that socially inept i think it's a similar reason why i just do not care for comey at all Oh, okay. Right. You you almost feel it's too far into the extreme where it's like. I mean, I've met really socially awkward people, but they can still like have a conversation. I know there is obviously people out there that cannot. Right, right. But it's just a situation where like I am not, I have some social anxiety, but I'm evidently massively far removed from a situation like this. Um, I guess case in point, we're literally doing like a video right now. We are putting ourselves out there to clearly millions. All the millions that are watching, don't look at the don't look at the views. Yeah, don't look at the Jesus views. Christ, don't look what at the happened? Views. Um, <laughs> but I think I hear you on that one. I think what really sold it for me is that even if you can't relate, the way that the show portrays Hitori's inner monologues, different art styles, completely different experimental art styles to show her state of mind in certain cases, is so well done that 
if you can't relate before, this show gets you very close to actually living, breathing that kind of social anxiety and the internal, like, absolute, like, uh, whirlwind that's going on in your head if you're in that situation or have that kind of uh, mentality. So, you know, it's it's rare to have a show that uh, that really goes balls to the wall and kind of, you know, letting you in inside the mind of someone like that. So. Okay. Yeah, I think it for me is just a worse Azekin. Okay, fair enough. And so, um, I loved Azekin, but I just did not. I didn't vibe. I also am like not musically gifted at all, and really have never cared to be. So, it is not really my target demo. That that's totally understandable. I think before we do number ones, let's rip off some honorable mentions. I have kind of a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, rapid fire. Things that maybe sh- maybe could have made the list, but deserves. How about a little- I do one, you do one. Just we'll we'll bounce it, dude. Okay, Uncle from Another World, <laughs> absolute banger of a show. I thought it was great for what it was. Oh my god, and it's exactly what you like want to do, right? You have an uncle with all these fucking powers. Throw that bitch on YouTube. Yeah, throw that bitch on YouTube. Let's make some money. Um, I I've been preaching about it last couple of months. Undead Unluck. If you haven't if you haven't watched it and you want something to turn your brain off to a little bit, it's fantastically animated david productions is fucking killing it the power system i'll i'll praise it up and down is one of the best of the year it is very unique it is very meta but it has its own rules it's it's still it's still a hard system even if it is high-minded um so yeah if you like fights you like david production undead unlock can't can't be beat overtake yeah overtake was on mine too um i think it is going to go down as one of the most underrated of the season. For sure. Maybe year. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, year. Yeah. But I do not think that I am comfortable enough putting it in my top five just because, like, it was very recent. It also, like, great show, but I know that I like Formula One. So I'm concerned that I have bias toward it. Of course, that did not come into a, a play at all when I was talking about Bleach because I acknowledge that and still support it. <laughs> I think that's my thing too with Overtake is like it was a very, very well constructed package. You will leave it feeling good. It has a lot of very fun characters and a lot more depth than we were expecting. I think I had to kind of remove myself a bit because of how taken aback I was with how serious of a quality contender this was right so but then if you stack it up against all the heavy hitters of the year you're like yes it is definitely tops it will definitely be overlooked per and it's objectively it could go on a top five list of someone and i'd be like yep absolute seal of approval nailed it i totally agree yeah but right here it just didn't make mine because i'm not thinking about it like i am these others for sure i mean also the fact that it's only 12 episode total right would be a, a, a kind of a demerit in my book being like, what we got was great, but like one, one four race season is maybe not enough for me to be like, this was the tits. If there were three seasons of this out with the kind of character development and writing, we would have a different conversation in my opinion. Or if we saw this bitch going up the ranks. Oh yeah. Formula three now. Now I'm Formula 2, and now I'm Formula 1, mate. Actually lean into the sports element right. to it. The underdog story. I like that, yeah. Um, okay, Baki. Got to put it on the list, buddy. Wow. Baki's got to be on it, man. I mean, like, it, re- it ended this year, 
So we got like the full Baki the Grappler like or Baki Hanma story, excuse me, with his father and everything. Um, I think it is one of the weirdest, most in intensely out there kind of shows I have ever seen. And it works to its effect. I mean, they're from Kengan Ashra to Record of Ragnarok. There are there are shows trying to emulate the magic of Baki and it shows. It it it's it's really up there if you want something yeah, pretty mean, gory, pretty weird. But I still am behind the fact that Ken Ganashra is better than Baki. We got so much shit for that opinion. Yeah, but they're all wrong, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um yeah, I think it was interesting. It was just Baki being Baki, doing Baki things. But Baki being Baki, It baby. is a little frustrating that we're like six seasons in, basically, and he still won't fight his fucking dad again. It's like the entire part of Baki Hanmo is supposed to be like, I'm fighting dad. He did, <laughs> but he did fight his dad. No. He eventually fought his dad. I don't believe so. The final bit of the entire show was like four episodes of him fighting his dad in the street. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he, yeah. it wasn't like a formal arena fight. This is post-Pickle? This is po- yeah, this is the post-Pickle era. Yeah. I don't think I watched this. Bro, <laughs> go fucking watch it. It's, okay. it's the most Baki shit you've ever seen. Okay. For sure. Well, they've done a very fucking bad job of telling us what is going to be in the specific season. They're just dropping shit randomly and not saying anything about it, which has been very difficult to like stay on Baki train. Yeah, yeah. That that is fair. I you I only pass it because we're not going on Netflix anymore to like watch shit routinely. So I'm like I'll actually have to take a moment like every other week to actually go into Netflix and see what's good. And then I'll I'll find random shit like another thing on this honorable mention that I just didn't even know dropped and I'm like, "Let's do it." Yeah, I have not watched Netflix in a while, so I just didn't even know. There it is. Okay, next up. Um so I have four more. I I'm, have I'm going to two more. Okay, I'm going to do two together because there are shows I have not watched, but I know that they were good. <laughs> You're going to honorable mention something you never watched. Brave. Bold. JJK. You haven't watched JJK? No. Bro, dude. Holy shit. Should be arc. Yeah, it took me everything. JJK is on my honorable mentions, but I mean like, God, I, I, I wrestled so hard with putting JJK in this top five. But I, I felt like I had to remove myself and be a little bit more thoughtful. Um, but it easily could have been like, it could have replaced Bleach, for sure, for me. And then Attack on Titan, which I did not watch as well. Man, it doesn't get on this list, even on my honorable mentions for <gasps> me, because it needs to do better. It needs to do better with the way it's paced. It's okay, just like, I didn't know that. It's just Attack on Titan, Final Chapter, Special Part 2.5, the remix, uh, you know... Uh, cut A B, uh, you know B side track, the DLC. Yeah, fucking man. Like when when somebody finally tells me in 2045 that part 17 of the final special chapter X is over, then I'll watch it all and evaluate. Yeah, I will absolutely. I will sit down and fucking binge that shit because I I said it. We have said it years ago on this show. Attack on Titan will be considered one of the greatest anime of the modern era when it's finished and can be viewed like an FMA. Right. Like, so that's my current, you know, where I'm sitting is I'm waiting till this bitch is finally done because I don't want to be waiting for another two years for like part 17. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. The, so the redux. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, 
Okay. I think one of my honorable mentions might be your number one, so I don't want to say that one, but I'll say the other one. 100 Girlfriends. Okay. Actually, pretty okay, okay show. Okay, you know what? That's, really solid. That's on the list. I'm doing Insomniacs after school right now. Better than it should be is what I'll say. Okay. Fair I don't enough. think you're going to enjoy it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I love that you at least put it up. Look, man, flop on the table, cards on the table. You're not going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good show. And I, you know what? I fucking respect that. I respect the hell out of that. Um, So, a couple of mine, you know, JJK, for sure, that, that I... It should have been on this list, and it's a bit criminal that it's not, but I had to give a bit more love to the other stuff on this list. They all have their own place. Pluto. Okay. Pluto absolutely is... It's a bit, in my mind, a little rough around the edges in terms of how it tell, told its story, but it's a nitpick at best. It was a very much enjoyable time. Uh, it repackaged a beloved icon of anime in a much more like robust gritty reboot that completely worked um and uh i had a great time with it it looked great too it was completely it was completely awesome um and uh heavenly delusion i finally finished that up around october and uh it was I very forgot about that show it's very interesting it definitely has a made in the abyss vibe to it like Absolutely. it's like a, a made in the abyss mixed with a bit of promised neverland where you have this almost Lovecraftian horror kind of like the mystery of the unknown for a time at least. And you had this kind of like kid buddy team up trying to make their way through an ap- apocalyptic world and it gets fucking dark really right. fucking quickly. Right. And you're like, oh, oh, I knew it was coming. And it still was like, oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Still made you catch your breath a little bit. Yep. A little bit. But here we are. So my last one is Freyrin. Is that your number one of the year? That is my number one. So we'll, of the year. I'll seed to you. Yeah. My number one, and I wanted to fight recency bias so hard, but there is no fighting that Freyrin Beyond Journey's End is by and away for me the number one anime of this year. It has literally everything that I am looking for in a show, in an anime. You have thoughtful writing and pacing. You have incredible action scenes, like unholy good animation for these action scenes when it comes time to it. And some of the most endearing characters, I think, of the year full stop that you actually get to see because of our main character's immortal timeline, you get to see how they can reflect back on their choices. You, get, you, don't, you don't just get the character arc in the moment. You get the character arc of their lives. And that is something so rare because if you like, there are shows that try to tackle the concept of immortal characters. Some take a much more high, high art approach, kind of like to your eternity. Others kind of take a slapdash one for the sake of power progression, like at Seven Deadly Sins with Bond and fucking Purgatory. Um, I say the way that Freyrin did it is so. It's a feat to try to take that on to make it feel relatable, to contextualize the feelings of someone who does not have a timeline of, uh, of you know, an expiration date. Um, this show made it feel like a cakewalk, like absolutely natural. The way that they interlaced her past with the present and the real human emotions that can come from someone that is so far removed from the human experience. So I... I have absolutely no notes 
except that Freyron, weirdly on Twitter and like online, has become like the poster like feet fetish girl. Um, it's just how I don't know what you want from me. It's just everywhere now. I have not seen this once, so that's really interesting. I am on a lot of anime subreddits. <laughs> You're on a lot of something Reddits. Well, hey, <laughs> relax, uh, yeah. Man. So I agree mostly with what you said. I think it obviously is a contender for anime of the year. Um, I just was concerned about recency bias, first of all, because that was like two weeks ago, three oh, yeah. weeks ago. So it's still cooking, dude. Yeah, so it's like pretty recent, and then also not an insane amount happens in the show. I'm aware that that is like kind of the that point. That is the point, yeah. But I would like to be a little bit more engaged, right, in in the like action. That is the that is the the kind of the dig you did have on the one the episode of of. Uh, the Weebology podcast that we actually did on this, but um, <laughs> I mean, I was a little bit bored and I watched it on two times speed is all I can say. I remember you saying that. Yeah. I mean, there, I am, I am someone, I think that, you know, snowman in our discord uh, said it, that I really do like it when these shows kind of get a bit artistic with that high minded idea and they let the show breathe. I'm actually very okay with a slow paced show. You got to make it pretty. Everyone's, pretty as fuck you got to make it you know there you have to you have to make it engaging in such a way where there's like reflection right and there's right. a lot of reflection in this show um so I, I again i i hear you it is slow but i think it is so meticulously purpose-driven slow it was meant to be that from the rip yeah i mean it almost like i think via like coloration and like I don't know how they sort of made the the vibe feel. It almost is like a Disney slash Miyazaki movie a lot of times. Fuck with it. And so every movie in those spaces are are pretty like subdued and slow for a lot of the the show or movie or whatever it was. Right. Like I think like um uh like Bambi. <laughs> Bambi. You remember there's like a bunch of scenes specifically just about it raining. <laughs> it, it raining. You know, it raining on flowers that are eating up the water. Yep, fucking <laughs> around on flowers. Uh, yeah. and, and it's kind of like similar deal. She's like hunting for the a flower for fucking five years or whatever it was. So I don't know, like it's got obviously good vibes. It's just for me could not make the, the top five because I'm a little more uh, action driven, I think. You're, you're a man of action. Absolutely. Yeah. So... If if not something slow rolling like Freyron being your number one, what's your go to? So number one for me this year was Am I actually the strongest? Holy <laughs> I'm just kidding! I'm kidding! Shit. I'm kidding! We would have had <laughs> it was so bad. Words, dude. What I the did. Fuck? I did watch the whole thing, but it was bad. Um. So my number one is going to be Dark Gathering. Okay. Okay. You when I go on upstairs and edit every yeah. week. The first question you ask, hey, you back on Dark Gathering yet? Yeah. Because right when we stopped is apparently when we should not have stopped. We are one shovel away from the treasure, apparently. So please make a case. Yeah. So th- I, I, it's just the show that I came back to and I was like fiending every Monday to watch. Uh, for a lot of it, Shadow in the in- or Eminence in the Shadow was similar, where I'm like, fuck, it's Wednesday. I got to watch that, that episode. Every Monday, I was like, I have to watch Dark Gathering. I care so much about the arc they're in. I think it literally has something for everybody. It's got the action where you're like weird, disgusting spirits are fighting each other. It's got the gotta catch them all Pokemon shit where she's like 
going around capturing all these like spirits. That was a really cool element to that show. And there, there was the, I don't get it often, but there was a sense of dread when I first saw that room that everyone is just like spazzing out locked away right. in that room. I was like, what the fuck is this little girl on right now? Dude? Right. We got a bad girl, Aiko, who is also a Yandere. So that checks a lot of boxes for me. Check, 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 check. Um, we have a main character who is like still a little bit like he, he's going to do what he has to do, but he doesn't want to fucking do it. And I think that's hard to hate in my opinion. Yeah, he under he understands. He acts a little bitchy early on. He does, but, but to he, be fair, he was cursed. <laughs> he was fucking cursed, and he he understands. I think that's what it is. Is he understands the playing field right now? Like, if he does nothing, it could not. It could be selfishly doing something because he's kind of protect his own fucking hide. You know? I think it's a little bit more. He feels very very guilty for getting Aiko cursed as well yeah there's a part of that for sure so like things like that that i feel like would be realistic are very cool now what i think is the biggest issue for you is you wanted it to be scarier they really deal with pure taboo shit right after you stopped watching and i really 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 think like there was so many episodes where my stomach was like turning but like not like um what was that fruit of grisha or whatever where it's just like disgusting because they're trying to be like extra disgusting oh, yeah I, i'm not i'm not looking for shock horror i'm right. looking it for was dr- i'm looking like, for dread it was just like, dredge type shit okay um, all right and i i just really think that it's a show that if you if you guys at home did not give it a chance obviously it's not halloween anymore but it is just i think there's such a fun overarching arc to it as well that we're gonna get like more seasons that I think have impact and are fun. It's an interesting way where you can get cute girls doing cute things and cute girls doing not cute things. Cute girls doing scary shit. I love yeah. that. That that okay. And so and you, a main character that has to pull up his fucking pants and get to work. And he and, and, and most he of the time he does. He does do that. And but he he definitely lets you know that I think this fucking sucks, dude. Like god damn it. Fuck. All right, let's get to it then. Like he's he's not happy, but he'll get the job done. I I will commit to you. My night is now edit Jim Dark Gathering okay. because I I need to need to do the other stuff, but I will end it on a spooky note because if that's your number one, then I need to give it credence. And I I, I like I'm a little I'm a little salty at myself that I was one one shovel scoop away from the treasure. Like I was so close. Yeah, I think um. Also, another reason is there's not a lot of shows I feel that do like a dread horror thing that well. Um, and in particular, like if I were to hold this up next to Marikusan or whatever you say that, this just absolutely annihilates that show. That show was fine for what it was, but it was trying to pitch scary to me. Well, like it is pitching scary and then just showing like ass shots nonstop. And it's like, I get it. Yeah. But like, also, she's really young. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a tough scenario to be in you as a watcher. Scary, Ethan? Jail. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay. That's, I mean, that's really kind of, that's the list. That's our individual list. We aligned on some things. We deviated right at the end there. But I mean, 2023 was an, it was hard to make that list. 2023 was. I'm surprised there was no Mob Psycho action from you. Now, I went and looked. I had finished watching it before last year started. We just did our episode in January of last year. Gotcha. I was already weekly on it. Like, if we did this for 2022, 
Mob Psycho season three would have been top. Like okay. easy, easily top. Interesting. Um, but I had to give it like what I viewed this this year, this past year. And here's the hoping twenty twenty four is looking pretty fucking stacked as well. We got a lot of things that are on the like on the burner that are looking to be incredible. And solo leveling is yeah, so let's talk about this quick, just yeah. very fast. Yeah. I kind of want to do like a weekly update almost soul leveling at the end because I almost felt like I did that a while with the Bonwa. Yeah, I think let's, in 2024, let's do that then. I think every week, give a little bit of soul leveling, what happened, how we thought of that, just to open things up. Um, the solo check-in, we'll make that, we'll yeah. make that happen. Yeah. So are we doing that right now? Sure. Yeah. So they added something and I wondered if you noticed the entire thing with the Jeju Island did not show up until much later in the actual manhwa. Yeah. And so at first I was like, why are these people here right now? Uh, it was a little bit confusing to me initially as someone who like read the fuck out of this manhwa. Did they like repitch it back to be a flashback? Right. So they're changing a few things to add context that they thought potentially people did not have. Um, and like, for instance, when you, re- when you read it the first time, they'll mention like the disaster at Jeju Island or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll say that in passing as you're like scrolling and then you're like, what the hell is this disaster that they keep talking about? But it, and to my, uh, my sensibility is an opinion. It wasn't like they really needed to spell it out for me. Like something bad happened. People died. You know what I mean? See, um, I, I think they should have taken a page and they almost sort of did anyway out of my hero academia's book i remember that first episode we just got a quick thing 45 seconds from deku's voice actor saying about three generations ago we got ourselves like but genetic powers that we call quirks and from there 80 percent of the population have them now people are like the hero industry is now major because they combat superpowered villains done they they both did they made the decision to do the island disaster a flashback but then also give us a rundown on hunters and gates and dungeons. So I'm like, to your point, yeah, you already did the thing that you needed to do right up top. Why did you have to do that? Well, I don't think they also even gave you the full correct information. They should have said Jeju Island S-class gate break or something yeah. to, to explain later on why that's going to be such a a scary proposition for everybody. I think that maybe was the decision that they just gave enough. So I they think can, too, too much information or not enough. Pick, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. That's where I'm at on the episode. I feel I was like waiting for the smile at the very end and we never got it. We never got it. And so that's where I'm at is like episode two better just pop the fuck off and it will, of course. I mean the, and the animation a one is incredible. It, is, it looks full, good. Full sending. You know the uh, Chung Chung Gong, or I think this is who is the original Manhwa artist. Oh, that. Um, but he basically was not shy with gore, and neither was A One. And yeah. I, I need this needs to be the first three episodes. I said in the Discord is so fucking crucial to set up what the real stakes and the true unknown of these dungeons, because all these humans, all of them, are like. This is like we can sell. We have a whole economy, like a hunter economy, and you know we can use these as power sources. They have all these human agendas for the dungeons, but you don't like th- they. This first part shows you truly how terrifying and deep that they go. Right. And humans have no fucking clue what's coming. Like so, 
they need to pop off. I have high faith that the animation's going to pop off. The facial character design, really spot on, really good. And I love the voice casting, too, in, in sub. Really well placed. Um, I'm here for it, man. Like, I mean, episode one was solid. I just was waiting for just that one extra little thing, and then I would have been like, all right, we're good. This is the Ollie. Next week's the Oop. Right. Like, we need that. Um, I think next week is going to be when we actually see the uh the the finishing of the first act for our boy yeah um i think what i'm really interested in is how they're gonna do the pacing because i think it's gonna be tough because like when you actually read the manhwa like you can read really far really fast and they cannot do that i don't know what how they're gonna make that all work is my biggest issue at the moment yeah like are they going to add connective tissue showing him leveling up in a montage style? Because we do get snaps. Right. Right. Big moments. And then, and he changes physically very drastically. Right. But, but that, that's going to be something cool here is that his character design is going to morph as this show goes on. So I think they probably can pace it exactly as the Manwa did with a couple bit of connective tissue really just show you know, X days later, X days later, X days later, and just hit the big points. Um, it's just been fun to be back in the world. God, I remember where I was. Like, I was in my desk chair a couple places ago <laughs> reading that first chapter, and, like, it almost felt like a dream-like fugue state because then, like, I saw it animated here, and it had, like, that brain-fucking-blast of, yeah. like, holy shit, I, I, I remember being there at the beginning of this story. So I I'm mean, seeing Hey Cha, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my bitch is back. You just clipped. That. that is the most wild wave. Yeah, that's, that's, not wave that's not a waveform. That's a block form. Yeah, that's sorry. just a block. <laughs> Pure screech. But um, yeah, we'll give a little touch on it. I think we'll start episodes with a little bit of like, how'd you think about last week? Give it a little bit of love. Move on. Um, but yeah, you know, what? I think that's it. Thank you guys all for coming to class. Yeah. Please check out our YouTube, which I have been uploading on. You've been like, comment, and subscribe. Absolutely correct. Particularly out on that. commenting would be ideal for me in subscribing. Um, there are 209 of you currently. Thank you for that. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that is actually um, really nice. Considering I didn't upload for basically six plus months. Yeah. And right. yet we still somehow gain subscribers. So I really appreciate that. Um, hopefully you guys will feel that the content at, on there at least is being uh, put out more, um, I guess, on a schedule. I'm trying to get these episodes that we do either out on the Monday we do them or the next day, Tuesday, ideally, because sometimes it's just hard when we do really late episodes. Yeah. And then a catch-up episode, essentially, on a Friday. So that will be like, oh, I have all the, okay. the videos, I have all the shit in the backlog. A lot of them are already done, to be honest, and they're just scheduled and ready to roll out on Fridays. So you'll have, um, you know, stuff like, for instance, uh, in the Discord, people have said, I want to watch you guys physically talk about the history of anime episodes or whatever it would be. Those will eventually be popping back on there. And of course, I think those are actually some of our big hitter episodes that will do well, hopefully. Absol absolutely, yeah. Look at you out here fucking creative, creatively cracking off like crazy. I've decided like 2024, I'm like actually going to try things. Oh, let's... Oh my god! I know. I I took a really like hardcore break in general in life last year. Um, I was doing okay like money wise, <laughs> so I just like <laughs> chilled out. Oh, um, dude, you just need that sometimes. 
No, no, nothing wrong with it. Right. Yeah. So, but this year I'm like actually going to try to to do things and build things and see what happens. Just rev hard, rev it up. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about the new newly formed revved up Ethan in the Discord, like I said, patreoncom shibology One dollar up gets you in there with all of the lovely Patreon folk and all of our past guests. If you have listened to an episode and you want to ask him some shit, you can come in and ask them some shit in our classroom. Um, if you want to get a link tree to anywhere we've already talked about or contact us on socials or just say hi via email, maybe a little bit of merch, kind of what your uh, little bit of merch game right here, you know, you want to champion. These are right? on the website, right? These are on the website. Yeah. That's incredible. That's right there. Webology.com. Yeah. And to be super transparent and everything, we have all of the shirts and stuff in this lab so we know that they're good quality. We know that the actual like brands and whatever are good. We buy at least one of everything that we designed. Right, so we so have we, sampled we know, them. Yeah. And this um, champion hoodie is like the shit. Well, that was the thing. It, it's more expensive for us to make, obviously like having name brand champion hoodie, whatever, but I wanted it to be an experience where you put it on. And you're not like, I'll never wear this again. I wanted it to be something that you feel like you could go back to and you would want to go back to. That's the other reason we came up with this new logo essentially for specifically the hoodie is yeah. it's sort of like an incognito merch anime design. That is my design philosophy. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't, who cares? It right. looks clean. Like, it looks clean if you don't know, but if you know, you're, you're in the classroom, baby. So And it's cold now, so pretty good time to pick up some sweatshirts. Hell yeah. But uh, go take a peek at that. You know, we got like glasses and shit too. My dad, dude, there are people at my dad's work that drinks out of a mug that we have. Glasses is in to drink out of. Yeah. Yes. Uh, not eyewear. That would be also sick. We do too. not have optical uh, <laughs> vision. Stuff. We're working on that license though. Yeah. Yeah. But until we can actually go get our optometrists um, license, that's probably not the right word. Ophthalmology. Sure. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is Billy Bology. Uh, deuces. deuces. Optometrist. I don't it has know. To be bro. Optometrist. I'm, I'm yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs>